Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Going to be with you, with you. Happy Balls Vic Wednesday. Sorry if my requisite energy isn't where it normally is. A little under the weather. And normally uh, I would just uh, plow forward and not even bring it to, to your attention. But I can hear that I'm, I'm sapped of the uh, normal fervor that I have for this. Also, I think the team really let me down. I feel personally let down. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that feeling. Yeah, I, I think feel, a lot of people feel, feel personally per- yeah. let down. I, they have personally failed me. You couple that with a little bit of a cold, eh, well, frustration. Think about how many Knowles who you know decided to attend the game last Saturday, and the attendance was all right at kickoff. Wasn't it wasn't as terrible. bad. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Because people had pep in their step from the Notre Dame game saying, okay, I'm about to see improvement tonight, and then they didn't. You know, They I- feel personally let down. Have you seen the many – have you been able to bear it? I tend to turn away. I'll look away. But we made every possible low-light news cycle that there is around the country, um, whether it was, you know, First Take, which is your favorite show, whether it was – I'm kidding, everybody. DVR it every day. Yeah. Uh, whether it was um, – What's the one that uh, Tony Kornheiser's on? I never remember the name of that show anymore. Uh, PTI. Yeah, PTI. Did you see that at the end of PTI? No, oh, man. I don't watch any of that. Like the, one of the great things about being as busy as we are. Yeah, you don't have time it, to get bogged down no, in the nonsense. No, there is no time for any of it. But if you had, people send it to me. At the, at the I end, heard we made Good Morning America. Good Morning America for the wrong reasons. Uh, PTI. You name it, all around the country. Any show, really, any show, and. Not just because of the play, like the play made it where you see the kid run in and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then they, the still photos are funny of our because when it happens to other fan bases, I laugh. So you had to know it was coming. I mean, they've got Florida State students and Florida State fans like in one minute cheering, thinking they've won the game, and then the next that kid's running in and you, they do a still frame by frame of the, you know, the the slack jawed. You know the the scorpion, the whole uh, the whole thing. It's yeah, it's yeah, fun to watch. The surrender cobra. Yeah, surrender surrender cobra. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. It's all there. Um, but yeah, the other thing that came up, and I think it, it. I don't know why. It seems like every year it, they should know better because we've given them enough ammunition to know better. But it, it usually takes a game like this. Now this maybe being the lowest. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, where they go? What 
they're reminded, like, what happened down there? They used to be juggernauts. What's going on down there? They just keep asking the question out loud, like, what happened to that place? I mean, my God, my whole life covering sports, they've been dominant. Look at these a-holes. Whatever happened to them? That's one of those times on PTI I wouldn't be mad at them for being unprepared. Kornheiser always is. His compatriot never is. Yeah. But I'd understand that in that case. Like, what? what are you, for anybody. Anybody outside of this yeah. town, outside of this fan base, alumni base. It's a fair question. A Florida State friend of mine, alumnus of uh, alumnus of Florida State, who was at a, he lives in a different part of the country, and he was attending another football game. Okay, uh, and he he gave me a call to tell me the story of how he found out that we lost in the stadium. He was at a night game in the stadium. He kept seeing the score up on the scoreboard, and he's like, "God, get it together, guys!" You know, he's pissed. Meanwhile, he's watching this other game with his wife, who's a graduate of that school that they're at, right? And he's watching, he's watching, he keeps doing the thing. You know how we've all done this? We've all been out of town checking our team's score or looking at our phone, trying to get an update or whatever it is. And you get, you get, it's disconcerting when things aren't playing out as they should. I got a good one for you after. Yeah, so yeah. He, tells, he tells me he's watching, he's looking, he's like, all right, 17, all right, they're going to win. Because he sees up on the board, it says 17, 7, 7 minutes, whatever it is, right? He's like, oh, okay. They're, they're going to win. You get to the watermark where you're yeah, like, yeah, all right. You really probably all can't right. possibly lose now. Not going to be a cover, but. Yeah, uh, not yeah, only not yeah. going to be a cover, but it's an awful game. Clearly they didn't play well. I wonder if it's in clement weather. I wonder, is it a monsoon this time of year in Tallahassee? Da, da, da. So they leave the game that they're at. It finally ends. And it ended before our game ended. So the last score he saw was up us up 10. He gets home assuming that we'd won the game, and he wants to watch the highlights of all the other games that he's missed while he was att- That's the downside of attending games, right, is you miss all those other games. And he's just about to turn off his TV when he hears them say, and stunning results in Tallahassee, and Mike Norvell's program has a – and he's sitting there going, well, what's going on? What's going on? And he watches the play, and he, he just could not – I mean, this is a full – I mean, it's the middle of the night. It's, it's a full hour and a half two hours after, and he gets that result, and he had no idea. And he said, you know, I couldn't go to bed. I was so pissed off I couldn't go to bed. I joined the club, buddy. Now imagine you watched it in real time. All of us could not go to bed. I wonder how many people listening to this show, invested emotionally or financially or both, could go to bed after that game, could just be like, okay, that's it, turn it off and go to bed. I can in certain situations. If we lose to, you know, a middling ACC team, if it's a if it's a pick 'em or we're seven point favorites or dogs and we lose, yeah, uh, okay, happens. I'm used to it. Sadly, very sadly, I'm used to it. But I can just go to bed. I click it off and go straight to bed and go. All right, well, we still suck. Go to bed. This was a different kind of sting to the point where it's Wednesday and I'm still talking about this and I'm getting angrier as I talk about it. It was a different feeling. It was a, are you effing kidding me? What have you done? Yeah, the size of the exhale I had to take before going on live with the War Chant post-game show to react to that. I God bless you. I asked Gene, I said, is there a pension for this uh, for this here work? This is an interesting one. But the Post-traumatic the, stress right there on display for the world to watch. The story I have for you is I was at a Bucks game during the miracle at Medina in the Ryder Cup. Oh, wow. And I feel like it's my fault because I said, yeah, you know what, I'll go to this game. I kind of want to watch the, the Ryder Cup on the finish. We're going to win this. We're up 10-6. to six. It's all good. But you know what, let's just go to the football game, go with my friend. This is great. It's going to be a good day. I had a flip phone, like most others Back in those in days. Back in the day, baby. And I would get my updates via the flip phone internet. 
through the 3G. <laughs> and it got worse. And I was getting play-by-play information, sentences on a flip phone about what was going on in that Ryder Cup finish. And it was around the end of the third quarter that I had realized, oh no, we have blown the 10-6 to advantage. What happened in 99 at Brookline has happened to us. And it took two hours. And it cost me my entire cell phone battery. And I don't think the Bucks even won the football game. Uh, doubtful so, back then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough day. It's a tough day. Sometimes I wish, though, that information was, I know it's very rare, but certain types of things were passed along that slowly, even still today. Like, the instantaneous thing is not always good. Certainly not good. No. For, yeah. Watching the screen refresh every five minutes, you know, to see, you know, <laughs> oh, God, it's 13-11. Oh, no, it's 13 What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought we had that match. Now it's 13 and a half, 11 and a half, because he lost on the 18th hole. Yeah. But, you know, it's just as it's pulling up, you're like, <gasps> even it, in its own it's way. it's always not what you wanted to see. Oh. It's forever not what you wanted to see. Over and over and over. Dude. You know, oh, that's a bad result. That's a bad result. That's a bad result. Another bad result. Okay, that doesn't look good. We're in trouble there. Not good. Is somebody going to step up? Let's go. But I got to wait. I got to wait. It's going to take forever. That part of it's bad. Once upon a time in this football program's history, we were doing just that with our phones in the year 2013, and it was watching. We were down on the field. The late Bobby Bowden, now it's strange to say, was being honored before the game. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I was down on the field, yep. Yep, you, me, and Chris. Mm -hmm. And we were watching the play-by-play -play of Miami and Wake Forest because Miami was about to blow a game at home against Wake. They found a way to win it, though. And they scored to keep the rank in the last, Well, to keep it game day. Because we knew from ESPN contacts that it was going to be the 8 o'clock kickoff. And it was going to be game day. And we didn't want that nooner. We were rooting for an 8 p.m. kick. Now I'm like, get it over with. Let's kick it noon. Let's kick it 10 a.m. If you're going to disappoint me, do it earlier. Once upon a time, it was, no, 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 no. We need the primetime game. We need the platform. Yeah. No, now I want to play, like, we used to make the jokes all the time when your program's bad, like, okay, looks like we're playing on a Wednesday on Comedy Central. Okay, you know, just fine. Just stick us over there until we have earned a place at the table. Leave us over there. It is so weird to talk about wanting to protect your program from further embarrassment as opposed to being boldened enough to say, no, no, we're going to be fine. It is bizarre, and it's been ongoing. It hasn't changed for a long time. This rekindled that. This reopened those wounds. This reminded us that, yep, still miles to go. Miles to go. Continents to go. I just keep, now every time I'm waiting for them to tell us the kickoff time for any game, I go, noon, make it noon. We haven't earned 3.30. We sure as hell haven't earned prime time. Noon, make it noon. 11 a.m. Louisville, by the way, is a 3.30 kickoff for anybody who didn't know that yet. 3.30 this week, 3.30 next. Maybe we... Get your tickets now at Seminoles.com. Those folks must be like, it hasn't rang I, in hours. I don't envy those. I mean, those poor folks, especially in the retention department. Well, you have to make the call. Yeah. You got to make the call. I wonder what the game plan is. I'd love to know the game plan. I think you have to pull on the heartstrings. My guess is that you have to say, look, if you want to avoid this sad, sap, sorry-ass result every Saturday, you've got to sustain season tickets for us to be able to rebuild. Because if you decide to pull now, we never turn this thing around. They're not wrong. That's I mean, the pitch. I, they're not wrong. That's the pitch. I'd almost... Yeah, own it. it. you got to own it. Right. I wouldn't even have season tickets and booster contributions separate. Like, I know in, in a lot of people's cases, especially for hoity-toity, you do enough and you get whatever yeah. you get. But I would just say it's all one and the same. 
we, we're in this together. And or I'd say, listen, with every basketball season ticket purchase package that you that you take and, and you make your own, we'll get you uh, three football games. So if you want to come see the basketball team for a full season, no problem. We got you. We'll bonus you next year's Clemson game. Yeah, the 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 approach, the tact is certainly to not avoid or deflect because you're going to be calling people who answer angrily. I think. I mean, most people. Oh, you're calling me. What do you want? More money? Do you? You need me to contribute more for this? Do you? Yeah. In fact, yes, sir. That is true, Roger. That is why I'm calling you. It would be like Do you see these results. These are unacceptable. We agree. Somebody who's in Disney World sales, you know, and you just went to Magic Kingdom and Mickey punched your child in the face. You know, like, well, we're sorry about that. That shouldn't have happened. But did you know the Silver Pass is now <laughs> at a new and unbeatable rate of two hundred and seventy-five dollars better year. parking than ever before? It is unfortunate that that Mickey punched your child in the face. Can't undo that. We can't, can't do anything that. about that. No. But what you can do. Forward is you can save 40% on the Silver Pass. I like this. Give the ball to Corbin 50 times, writes somebody on the chat. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Maybe not 50, but I hear you loud and clear. Your point is well taken. This person, uh, Never Lose Your Nerd, was also a contributor early on, as was our friend Tom, Tom H., who's been a longtime emailer oh, of the program. Man, thank, thank you, you Tom. Much. And yeah. Steven... Steven, who says that, that I'm right, we need to get UConn in here. St. Mary's, maybe 40. Tom is right, Jeff. It's where we are. It's where we are. Hurts to say it, but we need UMass. We do have UMass. We already have UMass. Annual game. Maybe a little UConn for that ass. Maybe we did need the bye week for UMass. How about, well, you're not going to complain anymore, are no, you? I, you know, we need the Take extra time. Take whatever time you need to beat whomever. Sacred Heart, a little Sacred Heart for that ass. Who else? Anybody else? I don't know. Maybe Iona gets the band back together and gets its football program going. There back go. in the day, Nebraska used to play a program called Pacific. They no longer exist, but Nebraska would beat Pacific by like 90, and people would be very angry. Why are you playing Pacific? Now, they really had no reason to be because they were a force, but they did every year, and they beat that ass resoundingly, as you might think it would be. We need some Pacifics on our uh how do you reach Pacific would be my question. <laughs> hey, guys. How do you find them? You want to hear? We got you. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply people tried to make me aware of this when it happened uh, yesterday, I guess it was, but I, uh, I largely ignored it just as I've ignored the man for some time, despite the numbers being, uh, pretty gaudy. Um, lest we forget, and it's 
up to me to remind you that this man not only besmirched but uh, ridiculed a man and his son for telling the truth. And we're talking about Ryan Braun's sorry ass retiring from baseball. You saw he made the announcement uh, in an emotional Twitter post. What? <laughs> an emotional Twitter post? Well, it's impossible to summarize my emotions. What I feel most is one simple thing, gratitude. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. I weighed this decision for many months. While I still love this game very much, the time is right for me to retire from playing. It's difficult to describe my emotions. It starts with overwhelming gratitude to those who have shared this experience with me while offering their unconditional support at every turn. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are all-time great. If you're a Brewers fan, you'll know certainly what he did. We'll also know that my man mentioned uh, during that career path taking a sharp turn in December of 2011 uh, that the uh, leaked drug test in which he had tested positive for very high levels of, uh, shall we say, testosterone um, because of the performance-enhancing drugs that he was taking and had been taking for a long time. While facing the suspension, he challenged the decision in 2012, and in the midst of it, he, um, despite evidence, uh, again, that uh, came to the surface. In addition to that initial test, the biogenesis documents also had his name there in uh, its midst. Uh, uh, the PEDs, the clinic that he chose to use, etc. All of this came to light. He told everybody that uh, he had never taken it, that it was a lie, and that MLB had used a father-son team to take his sample, urine sample, and he suggested that perhaps that something happened on the way to the testing lab after they had arrived to take his sample with them, that maybe they had doctored it and that he would, uh, I think it was, I swear on my life, was it? He uh, said, uh, I'd bet my life. I'd bet my life. That's I'd bet I'd, my life. I'd bet my life, I'm so certain, um, that this, this, this father-son team had doctored uh, his test and that he had not in fact, failed that legitimately. Uh, I think the father brought like his young son. It wasn't yeah, it was like you know, really like a sixty-year-old and a forty-year-old yeah. situation where these guys have been working. No, it was a really weird deal. And then it was even weirder because Aaron Rodgers made a fool of himself by standing mm. up for him, only to find out that, of course, sure, yeah. So there's only one thing we can say to Ryan Braun, right? Go to hell, die, <laughs> die. Go die. I don't want You bet your life. Uh, I, you bet I, your life. I said it I'm at the sorry. time. I said it at the time because he did give you the heated pound your fist. I you know, I bet on my life speech only to find out that he was in fact absolutely guilty. You're gonna call into question the integrity of a man who had nothing to do except nothing his own job yeah. and his son. Yeah. And you say you're gonna bet your life. We'll die. Yeah. There you go. Unless your words mean nothing. They don't. That much is obvious. It is funny that that group of guys back then, I wonder if they all had to do it over again, certainly probably take a different tact because all of the guys, not all the guys, many of the guys who ended up getting caught up in that, whether it was the biogenesis stuff or any of the other leaked reports or the actual positive tests that many had uh, fallen victim to, quote-unquote, you'd think, based on their reaction that they were victims, um, many of them were so adamant in the way that they tried to refute that, that they would take it to that extent, that, that to that extreme, that yes, the Raphael Palmero waving his finger at Congress, the whole thing. I mean, they like, didn't learn from that though. Guys it was after really, It was really bizarre. Uh, you know, there was the easy way out. And this is the Jeff Cameron show PR firm wasn't born out of that, but it, we had a busy time. I remember having uh, daily discussions, guys, guys, again, there is an easy way to do this. 
okay? You stand up there and say, you want to take the juice out of this? You want this to go away in a hurry? You want reporters to no longer make you the subject of their daily report? That was a hell of a pun, by the way. Yeah. Stand up there and say, yeah, I took illegal steroids, illegal performance-enhancing drugs because I wanted an advantage over my fellow competitors. It helped me win baseball games and make more money. I did that. And then you could expand and say, listen, everybody's on it, and so therefore I'm not going to lose my job. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. Just say that, and then any other questions? (laughs) Well, you know, if they ask you why, well, I just told you, to gain an advantage over my fellow competitors and to try to win more baseball games. Do you think the – no, I I think I was taking – performance-enhancing drugs in order to get an advantage over the people I'm competing against to try to win more baseball games. We done here? Okay. I'll see you guys when I get back from the suspension. I mean, there'd be nothing else. to th- That would be it. That's all. Right. It's yeah. over. Then there was also our pal Andy Pettit, who's not on the scale of, you know, great person to Ryan Braun. He's not in the Ryan Braun area. Right. But he's... Idiot a, and a hypocrite. Well, he was a liar. And a liar. They were all liars. But he said, I, I didn't do it to gain a competitive advantage. Yes, you did. I was just trying to heal faster. <laughs> what? Yeah, you, you did it. Wait, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? I know, I know. So I know. healing is not a part of the competitive advantage. Yeah. No, I just, I never understood that. It would have been so easy. Like, one of their agents, one of their guys could have pulled them aside to guys. We are screwed. I mean, they've got us left to right. You, you're caught... Here's a video of you going into the lab. Here you are signing the check for steroids. Here you – a lot of these guys did things like – remember that Kevin Brown, the pitcher? Oh, yeah. Had steroids yeah. delivered to his house and wrote a check for it? That's awesome. Anyhow, so those <laughs> guys – there were some guys doing some outrageous things that, that you was no getting around. But, I, guys, you can make this go away. I mean, as much yeah. as you can make any of this go away – I believe the upper left-hand corner of the check said Kevin Brown, buyer of steroids, <laughs> steroids. <laughs> one two three Main Street. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. There you go, Abdel. Look at Nelson Cruz, owned it, and is now one of the most beloved players in the league. Yeah, they're they're all. I think fans, after a while, anyhow, certainly, I think fans got it. They may not have been happy about it, didn't like it. I certainly didn't because I'm a bit of a nostalgic. Um, you know, purist when it comes to baseball. I certainly didn't like certain records being rewritten by guys who were uh, using um, the kinds of substance, the, the things we were learning about that they were using, um, not just the, well, uh, we're not going to litigate all this. I'll just say I, I, I don't like that, but at the same time I understood pretty early on as we all figured out that uh, Jose Canseco apparently was telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That turned out to be accurate. Sometimes the inside man is telling you all the truth that you want to hear, maybe more than you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, and at that time, I mean, it's a it's an analogy that can make you recoil, but, but you know, when when a prostitute takes the stand and says she was raped, it's possible that she was raped. It's, it's possible. And so then you have Jose Canseco, a world-class cheater, a liar, a thief, a lot of things, saying that, there are a lot of other guys in this league that are absolutely doing these same things. Yeah, it turned out he was telling the truth, and he could be telling the truth even if he's all those other things. Yes, you t- attack credibility, but you got to take into account it is possible. Oh, another example of somebody who is not a good person whatsoever but is beloved is uh, Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon yeah. was caught cheating. Oh, like three times. Yep, yep. 
And then also, apparently, he had like a second family that yeah, one family didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> That's a toughie. And, that, you know, because he's got a big belly and he hit a home run in San Diego, which was amazing. Everybody loves the guy. So there's a way around these things that you don't have to become Ryan Braun, who should die. There's a way around these things. Just don't say I bet my life. Yeah. Well, and also don't try to besmirch an honest working man who's just picking up a urine sample of a guilty player, and you know you're guilty. He called that press conference himself. Yes, he did. He That's was not I mean. forced oh, out there. Oh, he got there. all teary-eyed. He was on the field. Remember that? He had spring training field. spring training field. It was ridiculous. Clown. Let's give away some food. All right. You want to do that? that? Can, we, can we do that? Let's do some uh, which which giveaway. The uh, Wicked Wednesday giveaway. Let's That's see right. Little... On Wednesdays. Well, no, but I want to see the thingy. I want to. I want to look at the, the. You've got a picture of it. I thought we always have one, don't we? Well, that's the placard that we give away to the folks. Well, I know that. I thought there was something on our on our war chant feed that I would be able to see. I, I figured it was there. My bad. Go ahead and read it. Well, I've got the phone number for you. Get ready, everybody. We're going to know which phone call number to call. Three, everybody. Call or three. Is, 850-523-7890. Mm-hmm. I always want to give out the old phone number. This is the correct phone number. Caller three. 523 You win a wicked $5. There you go. Let's go. And as Tom correctly points out, don't use this gift certificate on Wednesdays. That's correct. Because it's five bucks on Wednesdays. Go Call out there today and go get you a wicked. Caller three. Five two three three seven. Oh, wait. Ah! See? I almost yeah. did it. I almost did it. All right. You read it. I'm screwing this five, thing two, three, <laughs> seventy-eight, ninety. That's like... So I, uh, I just I handed the, the, the note back on the phone number to Matthew, and when you said that, it's like trying to, to think of how a song goes when there's another song playing. Mm, yeah. So 523-7890. I'll shut up now. I'm a mess today. Bear with me, everybody. Hang in there. It's uh, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. One thing I have to give especially players credit for is certainly stepping up and being willing to answer um, after tough losses. And I don't know if you saw it, but listen, it's one thing. The coaches are paid handsomely uh, to, to, to own this. They have to. They have no choice. And I don't actually think that's too difficult. I, I think if you're making three, four, five million dollars a year and your team plays poorly and uh, you're in charge, that's a that's just part of the responsibility, not difficult. I, I always laugh when coaches push back on that. I'm like, you spoiled bastard. Get it together. What do you think you're supposed to do? You're making millions of dollars. There's not a CEO in the world that who's making that kind of money that doesn't have to answer serious questions if their business starts to go south. You're going to have to answer stakeholders and everybody else. Mm. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're gone, either internally or otherwise. You're going to be gone. I mean, you, if you... If you preside over failure after failure, you're going to have to answer. Repeated failures, yes. Oh, yes. sure. But- well, what is this? I mean, so <laughs> yeah, so here you go. And moreover, it's not like, again, I, I, on the one hand, I always take the side of the coach who's brief, who's not, not terse, but brief. I don't owe it to you to go play-by-play through our failures. So I don't expect you to get up there and do that, and I certainly don't want to hear you whining, and I certainly am not going to um, like beg for fans' forgiveness or anything like that. I don't expect that, like the pound of flesh group. I'm, I'm no, don't do that. You can get up there and say, obviously, we failed. 
miserably. I mean, you can't lose that game. That's a terrible loss. Hopefully we're going to learn from this. Uh, there's a lot to go over. I'll do so with my team. I take responsibility for not having this team prepared. I've already apologized to them. we got a lot of work to do, as all of you saw. Any questions? Boom. Whatever your question is, I'm going to answer it. It's going to be probably a one-sentence answer. What were you thinking on this play? Well, here's my thought on that play. I I chose to make this, this I chose this personnel or I chose this. Obviously, it didn't work. Next question. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you can play it that way, but you have to go out there and own it. Our coaches did. They did. I'm not saying they didn't. They did. College players, that's a little different. It's tough when you run a kid, a younger player, presumably, um, an amateur. Although that's beginning to change. That's changing. That is yeah. changing. Yeah. Um, but you saw that, right? Uh, you saw Jarvis Brownlee get up there today and answer questions about what happened. That's that's tough. And, and he did, and he did a good job. And I think the best way to handle any of these things, it's much like the steroid conversation we were just having, is just to confront it. Yeah, it's tough for me, though, because the one thing, it, I can understand owning it and then being able to move on and advance the discussion. Like, I get that. So if a coach says this is on us, and then you go into more details afterwards, you're allowed to have more leeway with things. But when he said that they froze, you know, we had some guys freeze on the last play. While that may be true, why are they in the position that they're in to freeze? And so if you answer that question, do you come back to a place where maybe you think, I don't even know that I want to go there and say that my players froze? Yeah. They froze in the moment. He said it twice. The yeah. first time I thought it was a slip-up, I was like, ooh, well, that's unfortunate. And then he came back and he said, we had some guys freeze in the moment. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't know why that happens is what he Dude, said. Dude, your defensive coordinator or whoever's signaling the plays in, I'll give Put you the benefit of the position, doubt. Yeah. They froze. Yeah. On fourth down, when the only viable option on the play was a, a fade in the back corner of the end zone, you froze. Don't be saying that they froze. It might be true, but why? Yeah. If you're going to go That's to painstaking I, lengths to defend your defensive coordinator, then shouldn't you defend your players as well in the same breath? That was the one problem I had with Monday's presser. They froze in the moment. Yeah, come on, it, man. Relatively minor, and it was said it, it wasn't harped upon. It did come back up, but I, I do think, by and large, taking it well. Certainly, the press conference after the game was a good example of how you take responsibility for that. Yeah, it was. True. Uh, that, but that's that's really all you owe. I mean, and, and you're paid really well to do that at the very least. So, yeah, that one's not real hard. I mean, that one's easy. You get up there and just, hey. I'm just saying the players might freeze in the moment because maybe the coach in that situation is so cold that he lowers the temperature of everything around him well, to below freezing. When you when you make an assumption that your team can handle certain things and they can't, then you failed. That's on you. You made an assumption that there was a confidence level, a maturity level, an experience level. I thought we could handle two man under or robber or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. No, no man. <laughs> well, come on. No, no. I, I'm just talking about the the overall the overriding intent going into the game to be to experiment and to treat it as a glorified scrimmage. Like it starts with that, and then everything that transpires after that is, uh, you know, we can get into the details of those things and how miserable they are to watch play out. But it began with you making assumptions about what you could get away with and what they could handle. And that was the mistake. That really was the mistake. Is when you say they weren't prepared to play, it's because you're, I don't know, you're, you're running a play action in which you're faking a handoff to Mackenzie Milton. I mean, what are we doing? That's crazy. <laughs> now that is a good question. Yeah. Just, excuse me. Yeah, hang I'm on a curious. minute. What was the threat there? Speaking of freezing in the moment. Yeah. 
when we signal that play call in, and man, I <laughs> I know that they had talked about it in in summer, in July, in the ACC kickoff, that maybe they could be on the field at the same. Well, time. you could. You, there are ways to do that. I, yeah, I, and maybe a couple of the earlier plays were. Mm-hmm. And that drive by itself didn't destroy the game. Well, no, and it was but, part of their script, so you're going to say, all right, well. But if you have the drive before it where there's the fourth down drop, you know what's key about that? You're on fourth down. Why are you in fourth down? Because you couldn't get a couple yards in third and short. So that's a red flag, right? And then the fourth down drop, okay, so physically we didn't get what we needed to in third and short. In fourth down, mentally we weren't ready to make that catch. Then you have a drive, okay, good job. You get out of your end zone. Now it's time to break out the tricks. That doesn't work. What kind of kills me is in is in that moment we don't say, all right, you know what? Guys, red alert, plan B. Jay Sean, get ready, man. I thought I could give you 12 touches tonight and we'd roll. Sorry about this, my man, but we're going to need 20 touches out of you. Trey Sean, get over here. Trey Sean, 15 touches out of you. Sorry, guys. We shouldn't have to do this but looking around at everybody do, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're going to have to do this to Trey Sean and Jay Sean. Last, and, and today is the last day. We move on. Tomorrow I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not, we're not talking about this game Good. anymore. We're not doing this tomorrow. This was the last day. It was a big part of it. Um, again, we'll transition Redemption Thursday wagers, the whole deal. We'll look ahead to a lot of games. We'll, we'll, we'll focus on what Florida State has to do to beat Wake, et cetera. But the, the last vestige of, uh, I think, probably concern and frustration has to do with a story that Ira Chaffel wrote today, Warchant.com, largely commending Brownlee and others for taking responsibility. But at, that, at some point here, you do read this and you think, oh, that's curious. Um, you know, Brownlee and uh, Akeem Dent and Travis Jay had to wear orange jerseys in practice uh, this, this week. And we know those are the jerseys worn as punishment. Uh, generally, it's not a punishment for something you did on the field in a game where you just, you know, you don't, you don't have to wear it if you got beat. You don't have to wear it because somebody physically outperformed you or anything like that. You have to do it because you didn't do things the right way off the field. That'd be something. Yeah, that'd be tough. So, um, it's usually an off the field deal. And you could be late to a meeting. It could be whatever the team expectations are for you behaviorally, whatever it is. Okay. Your punishment must be more severe. So. Brownlee said this about that, quote, when we get things off the field correct, then on the field things will come, snaps his fingers just like that. Oh, boy. Well, That he, was troubling. Yeah, that, that's kind of like the Jamar Chase thing from last week. However, Jamar Chase turned around and had a great game. game. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully we can have the same kind of outcome here. Mm-hmm. Red alert quote, and nothing to see here play. It does make you worry, though, like what? What was happening? Once you get things in order off the field, yeah, it's it's when we get when we get things off the field correct, then on the field things will come just like that. I don't know that he's doing this, but if that's a next level chess move in which he's responding to, these guys froze. I don't know why, and that's his response. Then, bravo. No, that's not what he's doing. I think that's uh, that's uh, somebody was late to a meeting. Somebody that's that's. They weren't buttoned up in their preparation. That's what that is. And then this happens, and it's like, oh, well, look at that. We can't afford to do that. No, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to do that. You can't be good enough to be late to a meeting. Or to, And I also think it coincides, by the way, with some of the conversations Norvell had this week about his team where he said, you know, it depends on how we prepare in meetings. Are you there on the edge of your seat taking notes, actively soaking in learning, trying to, to you know, take in the knowledge, or are you just kind of slumping back doing something because you have to check a box? 
Yeah. I, I would marry those two things. And and Mike's not wrong. But you you know what? He also screwed it up himself. No, but he, so. I, he hasn't said he didn't. I'm saying, though, that that – because he was asked questions about how they're responding and what you can do and how you challenge them, and, I, and that was the result. That was, a, that was an answer to a question, and I think that que- answer is telling. It, it, it's still on him to get it right, but it's, that is telling. Like, why is that still happening? I thought we were beyond that. It Correct. felt like we were beyond that. Why is that still happening? Correct. Yes. Yeah, that can't keep happening. God dog it, guys. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Yeah, that's fair, Stephen. Can we put the coaches in an orange jersey? Actually, you know what's hilarious is uh, they could have chosen to do something like that as a as a in a moment of solidarity as they announced that these they don't have to announce it, but maybe internally as you hand out the orange jerseys to certain players, you're like, and I'm going to wear one too. Let's get it together, everybody. Yeah, there you go. Let's go to work. You know, Tuesday practice available to the media because you'd want to make sure the whole world knows. And then here he comes jogging in. There's Mike. He's got a orange penny on. All right. <laughs> it's like it's a prison outfit. <laughs> well, oh. we're all prisoners right now, aren't we? I've been enjoying baseball still, Tom. Luckily, I have baseball to fall back on. I'm not even kidding a little bit. So you mentioned that about Sunday night. Did you see the, the Bears and, and Rams game? Yeah. And I watched maybe 10 minutes of it, maybe, because the Sunday night baseball game between the Mets and the Yankees, sure, it's my team. That's an entertaining baseball game. Yeah, it is. So it actually won for me, the Battle of the Remotes. There you go. Baseball's been really good lately. They've had a great second half of the season. Wild card race is great. Everything's mm. good. That Toronto story is awesome. Mm. Yep. You haven't been watching. I watched that one. I was like, man, I, Chicago's got no chance. This game stinks. Week one was kind of bad in the NFL. Who knew that the Bucks game would be one of the more entertaining games? Terribly sloppy and hard to watch, but entertaining. You do know that Vlad is kind of close to winning a triple crown? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's crazy. Uh, it's time for Probables, brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services. North Florida Payroll Service, Services, located locally. <laughs> it is located locally. You can find it right around here. In North Florida, in fact. Yeah. Locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably? Got a game underway already. Marlins, Nats, nobody cares about it. It is one to nothing. Washington in the fifth. Trevor Rogers, Josh Rogers. Rogers! They're everywhere. Live on Rogers Sportsnet. Also got a game between the Brewers and the Tigers underway. That's 3-1 Detroit. Brandon Woodruff, Matt Manning. Rays, Blue Jays, Michael Waka, Robbie Ray, Red Sox, Mariners. Hey! Oh, I forgot. You could tell I'm not right today. I'm not right. Robbie Ray! Yay! Red Sox, Mariners. Oh, I didn't get my wish. Tanner Houck, Marco Gonzalez. Reds Pirates. Pirates beat the Reds last night. Suck it, Reds. Vladimir Gutierrez and Mitch Keller. He of the I Suck 411-629 Keller family. Cubs Phillies, Alec Mills, Ranger Suarez. Mitch Keller is the guy you'd play in a scramble with 
and find out after about two holes. Too intense, listens to pop country, and doesn't want to have a beer. Have you seen the commercial where is I think it's the eczema commercial. I don't know. It's the commercial where whatever the skin condition psoriasis is. eczema like that yeah. is a market and a half. It's a huge market. It is the Viagra of our time. I think it's a market for middle aged to upper middle aged uh, older white people who love really bad country music because they use that they use that that they try to use the basically the blueprint for every song that's on say 949 TNT or 103 the right, Wolf or whatever right, those right. crappy stations so if they, number 1 and 2 on my radio dial yeah so like it each of the songs sound exactly the same and those commercials sound like they're imitating oh, those yeah, songs yeah, it's perfect yeah they're cornholing by the water <laughs> whoa easy <laughs> they're playing what some cornhole by the water oh okay <laughs> Throwing bags, yeah, yeah. Throwing bags, corn over by the water. Yeah. Hey, I can take off my shirt. See, my my blotchy red skin's good. <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch, you know, it's like not every scramble is the same. There are some scrambles. It's like eight in the morning, and you realize this is the one you just want to get through. We got to get through right, this one, get yeah. the lunch in, and go. Yeah. Then there are others where it's like I'm taking the day off. I am taking the day off. This is always a golf tournament to plan. And he get in the cart with Mitch. He's like, he's ruined it. I don't need the cart, girl. I, I got water here. Yeah. Okay, this is the kind of day we're going to have Five here. hours with this guy, yeah. great. Listening to Kitty Chesney. Yankees, Orioles, Nestor Cortez, John Means, Cardinals, Mets, John Lester, Tyler McGill, Rockies, Braves, Antonio Cincinnati, and Husqua Noah. Indians, Twins, Cal Quantrill, Griffin Jacks. If I said that... And you were able to say, get over here, or whatever he used to say. What? That wasn't Jax. That was Scorpion. That was Scorpion. Yeah, Jax was the guy with the, uh, with the, huge upper the metal arms. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. He has arms ripped off somewhere because he was like a law enforcement with Sonia, and then they uh, put the arms back God, on. you know a lot about the story. Well, Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 2, I was 8 and 10. So, oh, yeah, that's that makes sense. Right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Astros, Rangers, Jose Urquidy, and uh, Kohei Arihara. A's Royals, Sean Manaya, Carlos Hernandez, Angels, White Sox, Jansen Junk. What? The guy's name is Jansen Junk. <laughs> you know, about a minute ago, I was going to say, we need better names. You got one. That is an all-timer. Please tell me he's a soft-tossing lefty. No, he's a righty. I don't know if he's soft-tossing or not. You know. But I will tell you. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> I will tell you that he's probably a bro, and when he says his last name, oh, yeah. he probably does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, annoyingly. Yeah. You're like, oh, again, Jansen? Yeah. You're 32. Mm-hmm. We're still doing this? A pike, are you? All right. Yeah. Jansen Junk and uh, Dallas Keichel. Padres, Giants, Joe Musgrove, and Dominic Leone, and finally D backs, Dodgers, Merrill Kelly, and Julio Urias. And that is a look at those. The showers out of the boat. Just let that ride for a few minutes. So I did. If you guys haven't had a chance uh, to go down the rabbit hole, I think a lot of people did yesterday. Uh, but man, there is. You can YouTube it for days uh, and laugh for hours upon hours. Uh, and, and we made mention of it yesterday with Norm McDonald's passing, but uh, just 
uh, probably two and a half hours, three hours, just going down that rabbit hole of finding moments of him as a guest on talk shows and and or podcasts. Uh, it endless laughter. Nobody intentionally bombed better than Norm Macdonald when he decided he was going to bomb and make it uncomfortable for everybody. It was like that was you know the spinach was to Popeye. Like he thrived on that stuff. I remember one of the roasts. He gave the worst roast. Well, I've he, ever he read heard. old jokes. He read the. Have you ever seen the one where he got up there intentionally? He hated roasts, and he talked about this later on. He thought they were cruel. He didn't like them. He thought it was it was a bad thing to do. Hmm. He thought it was it crossed a line. So wh- one of his goals was to get up there and do the anti roast. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't play that game. He stopped doing them. He hated them so much. <laughs> He did one on Comedy Central, and it's bad for about a minute. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, this man's for the birds. And it's that. Yeah. Everybody's silent. And then the people on the stage get it because that's what they do for a living. Yeah. But he embraced that well, terrible vacuum feeling that we all are afraid of as when, when you do public speaking or anything. Yeah, he's a um, his ability to sit with something and let it get uncomfortable is, uh, is, is a skill, is an art. Yeah. You have to be committed to tell the moth joke, you've got to be committed. I mean, to do those things, you have to be very committed. I mean, we're five minutes in, and everybody's like, and he's just right. He's right here. And it's Conan, not, you know, yeah. you're making him squirm, <laughs> which is why I have so much more respect for somebody like Norm over Conan. And it's not like, you know, Conan that, loved Norm, though. He did, but he's also got his mode, like his FM DJ mm. talk show host mode on, and he's like laughing, over laughing. Fallon does this too. The overlaugh. Oh, Fallon's the king of the overlaugh. Right. He's also not funny. But he's like squirming for dear life instead of embracing it. I'm like, all right. See, Norm can even bring that out of somebody who knows what's happening. And he knows that it's happening. He knew it was going to happen before it happened. You know, look, go look at him telling telling Jerry Seinfeld about uh, Bill Cosby. Go, go watch that one. <laughs> It's good. Good work out of you, Matthew. Good work out of you, Tom. And thanks to all of you for putting up with me today. I'll be right. I'll get it together. Lots of water. Be good, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.